All right, welcome to the Buddy Book Club. Thanks for joining the club. I'm Dylan here with my buddy Keith to break down some bestsellers. This week, we're continuing our summer beach read series with actually a brand new bestseller by Laura Dave. The book is The Last Thing He Told Me. And this was released, I think, like May, right, Keith? Yeah, pretty recently, right? It's currently, by recording day, it's August 3rd. So yeah, this is like three months old. This is, will be the most recent book from publication to pod that we will probably ever do. But it came with uh, you know, a lot of accolades. It is indeed a New York Times bestseller. It's on the Reese Witherspoon book club list, which we are avid fans of. <laughs> and if you'd like to reach out to us regarding this book or any of our past or future episodes, you can visit our website, buddybookclub.com, or slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram, Buddy Book Club Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify, so please download and subscribe. And it seems like people have been uh, downloading, which I am completely ecstatic and humbled by. So thank you. I appreciate you guys listening. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you want to, you know, expose yourself as a listener, please reach out. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. First of all, can we talk about humbled? I have a big gripe with the, the term humbled, meaning... <laughs> Honored. Humbled is not honored. Humbled is the opposite of honored. Unless you're saying you're embarrassed because we should have bigger numbers. And then that, that I understand humbled. No, no. I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm humbled the fact that one person would listen. You know what I mean? I, it's But that's honored. I'm not honored. I'm humbled by the fact that someone would want to hear us talk about no, books. That, well that, you can't have a word that means the exact opposite of the word. It doesn't make sense. We're gonna. I'm already getting antsy. This is. I think this is gonna be. This is gonna be the the theme of the the pod today. Okay. Well, let's let's. Can we clear this up first? I don't think so. Humbled means basically embarrassed, right? Why don't you Sorry, Google right? it? Why don't you Google it and get us the exact definition but of humble? The opposite of that it would be honored, right? Humble doesn't so mean embarrassed. Bas- a, a synonym for humbled, embarrassed, and humbled isn't the same thing. Humbled definition lower someone in dignity or importance so that's that's embarrassed that's exactly what it is humiliate abase demean belittle lower degrade that's actually worse than embarrassed all right sorry we can get into the book but i just need to clear that up you know what i know you want to hear it you're right you're right because uh you can mansplain that to me as much as you want but you're right uh so let's get to the last thing you told me okay I figure this is pretty much this book. We're going to go through a quick summary first. This book is pretty much National Treasure meets the movie Stepmom, you know, with Susan Sarandon Mm -hmm. and Julie Roberts. Except instead of Knight's Templar artifacts and founding father heirlooms, they're looking for a pub in Texas. (laughs) So it all focuses around eventually finding... A bar, which <laughs> is the point of this whole thing, I guess. It's two characters, Hannah and Bailey, basically going after trying to find Bailey's dad, Hannah's husband, Owen, who has done kind of an Enron scandal type thing and disappeared. But he didn't disappear because of the Enron scandal thing. He disappeared because of past transactions in his life, I guess, uh, between him and his, his father-in-law. And that's, that's pretty much the story. There's, there's nothing else. <laughs> Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, that's that's on point. <laughs> so we like to start off with a libation before the pod, and this time we're really going to need it. 
Usually it's based on something referenced in the novel itself. Last book, Ender's Game, you know, we we kind of had a blank because they're kids. They don't they don't booze up. Uh, although in the body they did, but here we are. There's tons of references to different cocktails in this book and different liquors, but you know, I feel like this podcast, I'm the guy who walks into the bar right before closing and the bartender's like wiping down the counter and he's like, sorry, we're closed. But then he looks at you and he sees your dejected, you know, (laughs) tie half on, just head down. Maybe it's raining out and you're just covered and you're like, oh, no, no problem. And you start to walk out. He's like, hey, buddy, come, come on in. And you sit down, you know, kind of fall into the bar stool and he's like what can i get you and you say what's the strongest thing you got (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i'm going for in this pod if i had some 151 i'd be drinking it right now (laughs) out of the bottle because good god i need some catharsis here (laughs) yeah so unfortunately i'm not that much of a degenerate i'm going back to back to the stable you're having a nice little truly correct yep that's right hell here we go so everyone else grab whatever you got but I will tell you, if you're a huge fan of this book, you should probably you should probably turn us off right now, just because I don't think this is going to go the way you want it. This is probably going to be more of a thrill ride than what was presented to us by Laura Dave. <laughs> I like how you're like, I don't feel like shitting on the book, and then literally within the first... You're humbling the book, to be fair. You are humbling the book. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure that people weren't like sitting there getting excited about, yeah, oh, no, this is my I... favorite book. And also, if those people exist out there, shame on you. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. So let's start off with favorite scene. Keith, what did you like most about this book? The woodworking stuff, I thought. I mean, this was a hard. This one's hard to grasp, to be honest with you. The woodworking <laughs> stuff was <laughs> the favorite scene. Uh, I just liked her. I, I thought it was an original job for someone to have. I thought it was really interesting, her relationship with her grandfather. I thought that was a nice thing. I also did really love the double entendre stuff oh that was going on, God. which <laughs> there was clearly a lot of double entendres. I did on, not right? pick up on that. At the end of the book, for whatever reason, she, they add that scene in with her talking about woodworking, which at this point, we like the book's over, and they add the scene, in and she, she says, it all starts with pick a good piece of wood. I play with a lot of different wood. This is all like in this quote, good wood is always defined by one thing. That's what my grandfather told me. Oh my God. There's a lot God. of going on. <laughs> it's funny. Maybe it was from you listening to the book and me reading it, but I did not pick up on that whatsoever. Did she do it in that sultry <laughs> okay. tone you just gave too? <laughs> I actually had to speed it up because she kind of is a very slow and- How long was the audiobook? Nine hours. You probably read it much quicker than that. I yeah, said. for sure. I mean, I read this book, I think, in two sittings. So my favorite scene, I think, was pretty much right at the beginning when Owen disappears and, like, she gets the letter, which is, like, I think the first two pages or something. Protect her. Yeah. You know? That was when I was like, okay, this book might be something because I had only read 100 words and then the next 10,000, 30,000 were fucking trash. Uh, but it just was like, it was an interesting premise and like, okay, I get it. This yeah. chick is uh, the stepmom here. There's Bailey, the daughter. They obviously don't have a great relationship and something, you know, they're going to have to work together for something. This is going to be interesting. Uh, so, you know, it had an opportunity is what I'm saying. And yeah. there was a point where I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be fun. 
Um, unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. And also, like, her, who is her, and they did do a good job, or Lord Dave did do a good job at the beginning to be like, wait, when he meant her, did he mean Bailey, or did he mean my friend who might know information about this? Uh, so it, it left some level of, of suspense right there. But just like a match in the wind. Nice. I like that. This didn't actually happen, but the last scene, I don't know if you got this aspect too, but the last scene, it's this really drawn out scene on the airplane. Um, It's like them taxiing and then like them kind of start to speed up. And ultimately the reason that they're like slow playing this this last scene for some reason is just like the fact that Bailey rests her head on Hannah's shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, that's it. I thought there was something that happened. I really, really wanted the plane just to blow up, um, and Nicholas bombed the plane. And I, I was like, holy shit, are they going to blow this plane up? And they're like, I was going to like the book if that happened. That actually would have been a great ending. And they're like, don't trust Nicholas, and the plane blows up. Yeah. Too dark? <laughs> no, not, Too dark. not dark enough. Not, not dark ending, enough. Right? So that was your favorite scene because of the anticipation. It is funny because so little happens in this book that at the end, I was really waiting for... Uh, like kind of a crazy thing to happen, you know? Yeah. One of those things you never expect in a movie or a book that's like, oh, what was I watching the other day? Oh, Layer Cake. Have you seen Layer Cake? Daniel Craig movie. Spoiler alert. So turn it off here if you haven't seen it. Great movie, by the way. Or good movie. But Daniel Craig is on top of the world and then gets just shot at the end. You know, it's like, oh, holy smokes. Like I didn't see that coming. Or that uh, I Care A Lot movie on Netflix. Also pretty good. But similar stuff, like just one of those things that at the end, it's like, oh, well, okay. I appreciate that this author, screenwriter, whatever, just kind of went for it. I I did think there was that potential, but unfortunately not. So here we are. I appreciate that favorite scene, though. Thank you. Uh, I wish wish they had written that in. Michael Bay just to do the last scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into Sock Up, Sock Down. A lot of socks to buy. (laughs) Some are falling, some are rising. But what do you have for Stock Up? Stock up, I had piggy banks. Oh. So, yeah. Apparently, this is a good place to keep your will. Uh, (laughs) Did not realize that. Instead of the old conventional way of, you know, going to a lawyer. The best way to do it is to hide it into some toy that your daughter once had that you would never have told anyone about had the person, had Hannah not walked down and saw him with at the bar. Because otherwise, there'd be literally zero Mm. reason for that piggy bank to be looked in, right? That'd never be looked in. Other than the fact that she walked down and saw him with it. That's the only reason he, she wasn't supposed to see him. So, piggy banks? Also, also <laughs> I mean, I didn't even have this as an answer, unanswerable question, but it is now. Did Bailey never use this piggy bank? A piggy bank, you take it, even like I'd go to a friend's house who had a piggy bank when we were little kids. I never had one, so I thought they were interesting. You shake it and you hear change in there. But this piggy bank has a steel safe in it. So it's like, A, it's very heavy. <laughs> yeah. And then B, there's like... If you try to put a quarter in, it only goes halfway in. It's like, oh, this piggy bank sucks. <laughs> like, what? I mean, the, that's why the piggy bank stocks up, kid. That's <laughs> that's why. It's, it's a great piggy bank. Didn't even know. Bailey never tried to use her own piggy bank because there was a safe in it? Well, she's like 16 now. I assume she's not using it, which is why, obviously, it doesn't make sense that anyone would even open it. But Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could dig it. Stock up. Well, kind of to your favorite scene stuff, wood turning. The idea of not only that someone's mm. profession is a woodturner, but which is awesome, by the way, but the idea that woodturning has 10 million videos on YouTube. I went down a woodturning black hole on YouTube and enjoyed every minute oh, of wow. it. It's, it's just really enjoyable to watch someone with a lathe 
cutting down like a raw piece of wood into a bowl or into a table, whatever the case is, it was super therapeutic. And especially after reading this book, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I need. So deep dive on that YouTube stuff. I almost wanted to like get a lathe and go through that thing. It's, it seemed pretty yeah. cool. You know, you just get a chisel, you let that thing spin, you turn some stuff mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Hannah, good for you on that profession. And props to your grandfather for, for teaching you because we're turning. Stock up. I'm there. And in this mass-produced society that we're living in, you know, having an artisanal bowl that, you know, someone made yeah. by hand is definitely something that I think will be going on in the future. So I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Uh, you have anything else for stock up? Stock up. Thinking your job is important. This is kind of where the book immediately started to lose me, to be honest with you. So I want you to be honest with One, <laughs> apparently white cr- collar crimes elicit day of in-person visits. Like with some murder they're trying to investigate, she gets visited by two people immediately because her husband's missing. and It's a white collar okay, crime. Okay, so you're like, talking about what, 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 Grady or who's that, Gary, Grady? Yeah, Grady and then the other two people that we so don't Grady ever see would again. make more sense because he would make sense but the, uh, yeah, the fbi but agents be, doesn't make much sense right it should be a major red flag that grady visits but then then two other people immediately visit so i was like oh i guess white collar crime is really important and people are i don't know and then throughout the whole town people are looking at them weird um i don't know anyone what anyone else does in in my town i don't know i didn't know what any of their dads did when i like you know i you know kind of of what they did but no one would fucking know the coder of a social media company, whether that co- social media company just like went in a business or did some shady shit, no one would give a shit. Like, it wouldn't. No one would care. No one would look at you weird in school. That didn't make any sense to me. Can you name one Enron employee? Can you name one person that went to jail? Can you name anything about yes, Enron? I like, can. That was the biggest Mr. Enron. <laughs> that was the biggest scam, like in U.S. history, and. The reason it was so big is because there were so many people that they had hired. This company just IPO'd, so I assume it's not really that big of a company comparatively. It just didn't make any sense. So, like, thinking that, that like, someone coder at a company would be that important and people would really care that much? Stock, stock well, up for thinking your job's well, important. I, mean, <laughs> I guess it is important. I guess that it is. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm I think it went stock down. But I will give, you know, play devil's advocate here and give Laura Dave some credit she did say that it was like a very small community that they were part of and everyone was familiar with each other and, you know, spent time together. So the idea that, you know, they would know what Owen did is not super surprising considering that it was like on the radio and whatnot. It's like, Oh, isn't that that company? But I don't know if they'd be side eyeing her and stuff like that, but whatever, Right. that, that is what it is. If you went into your high school and some dad was part of some company, would you even give a shit? No, you wouldn't care. No, no, not at all. Which also leads to like later on when the idea of Owen protecting Bailey because like so her she doesn't know or like so people don't know like her grandfather was the lawyer for some mafia people. It's like who cares? Like what? Yeah, it's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. So her grandfather's uh, the Sean Penn character in Carlito's Way. Who cares? Like, I, I don't, you know? Yeah, right. So that, yeah, that, that made no sense. But I'm not sure about stock up on have. Well, <laughs> I guess you're, no, I'm saying like, I never think my job's that important, but apparently it, it could be. <laughs> like if I like our company just like 
goes under and a bunch of stockholders some like, crazy shit goes down get shit on or people are gonna be like what the fuck man i'll be like oh shit you knew i worked there like nice like, you know <laughs> yeah it's kind of important all of a sudden so, all right hey, I dig you know, it. stock up yeah thank uh, you. stock up for me houseboats seems pretty cool Go on. like i didn't know there was this community of houseboats in sausalito where people just live on their boat and you know rving is a thing people are really jazzed about rving these days but i don't hear a lot of houseboat talk and as someone who's currently residing on a lake i was thinking about how cool it would be if instead of buying a house you just bought a houseboat and just lived on the lake it's like best of both worlds you don't have to a you're off the grid and i mean like the the grid of the government tracking you according to this book because for some reason they can't track you if you're on a houseboat because it's like a rental or something, quote unquote. But it just seems like you wake up, you see the water in the morning, you don't have to pay these huge property taxes, small, don't have a lot of space to clean. All right, my question is, have you not seen the replacements? Oh, I have seen the replacements for sure. Keanu lives in a houseboat. Miles and miles of heart, kid. You gotta come on. The stock for houseboats have been way up since Keanu. Why can I not think of what his character's name is in that? Because it's a great name. <laughs> Let me see. Falco. Shane Falco. Oh, Shane Bang. Falco. I got it before you yeah. said. Bang. Nice. That was good. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. He just his job is scrubbing barnacles off the bottom of boats. <laughs> so it would be interesting. And I have a question. This is probably the most important question of this podcast. <laughs> is the replacements and point break in the same universe? Oh, universe. I've heard that before. Did he blow the game in? in uh, no, it was in, this uh, different story. He break? like blew out his shoulder okay. at USC or something or Ohio, Ohio State. But in the other one, he blew the game. But, you know, confusion could happen. I can you see know? it. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst. It's not the worst. Uh, yeah. So universe. after he lets Bodie go, you know, they don't know Bodie actually dies. So they have to put him in some sort of witness protection. So they leave him on some houseboat. And then he does exactly what Owen does in this book and says, oh, you know what? Instead of staying under the radar, I'm going to get a high profile gig and see what happens. <laughs> yep. That's, I have a bunch on this. <laughs> yeah. Line. Later. Save it, save it, save it. Um, my last stock up foodstuffs, just foods, things in general, you know, you know, I like my food, but yeah. This is a good book for this California restaurant scene. LA's Felix. I think it's Bar Felix or Restaurant Felix or whatever. Super famousy now. Actually recently opened, like maybe in the last couple of years. Italian joint. Evan Funke is is the the head chef there. They dropped that name. It was like Hannah and Bailey went to dinner there and, and Bailey was like being a snob or a little brat. It's like Really? What? That's weird. <laughs> but it was like, you're at literally one of the nicest places. Like, this guy makes pasta by hand in a cage and you get to watch him. Also a great <laughs> a YouTube cage. video. It's kind of like a cage, glass cage, but great YouTube video. Bon Appetit, I think, does it. He makes like 26 pastas and shows you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. All of the guys seems like kind of a dick. But so Felix, that's on there. Bouchon, they reference that with uh, whatever the Avid's wife She's like, oh, I didn't get my roast chicken and chocolate souffle from Bouchon. That's Thomas Keller's secondary joint. 
Thomas Keller, maybe like the famous, most famous chef in America. So good name drop there. And then some issues. One, Hannah can't brown butter. That's pretty sad. You go to all these hips. You go to all these. I like how every spots. pod has some sort of cooking. Yeah. Cooking. Well, you shit go to hip, all these hip spots. You can't brown butter. Like it it's really takes no effort. So shame on you. And th- what do you do to brown butter for our listeners? You put butter in a pan and cook it, stirring constantly. Like <laughs> okay. literally, couldn't. That's <laughs> way way harder than yeah. that. Wow, it's, Jesus. I mean, you have to like know when it's brown before it's burnt. You know, you have to take it off the heat before oh, it's burnt. Okay. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. You know, if they're going to places like this, I feel like they're foodie people. So get it together. And also the reference that Owen can make a 10-layer chocolate cake, I have so many questions. One, why? Like, why are you... <laughs> I like this is what you're Why are you making a 10-layer chocolate cake? It seems it's so unnecessary. But is it a crepe cake? Like, because if it's a regular spot, like sponge cake, like you're... Why are you cutting a cake into 10 layers for because it's more frosting. For what you just add more to the outside but it's so much effort that <laughs> there must be a huge occasion so did she see him do it mm. once and it was good also it's an analogy for him think about that he is 10 layers to him it's deep you don't just oh, under, don't yeah. understand I never read between you just lines. don't understand the deep yeah you're you're too little guy <laughs> i go on top you know i float on top yeah. like fat on top of a stock but yeah, so that bothered me. The 10-layer cake thing is like, Owen can make a 10-layer cake. It's like, okay, why, what, when, who, how many times has he done this? How thick was this cake? Even a wedding cake it's like, you know, three layers, four layers, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, food stuff, stock up, but Owen's cake-making ability, stock down. Prize entrances, stock down. Oh. I really, really was upset when uh, Grady was just like sitting on her porch and it shows up and she says, you must be Hannah. Like if someone did that on my porch, I don't give a shit what they say after that. I literally hate the person. There's absolutely like, you can't go to someone's porch and just presume, you know, the person, unless you're about to like hand them some money, just a dickhead move all around by Grady. And then the other cops do the same thing in her backyard, just walk in and they're just like in her backyard. She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And they're like, Oh, you must be Hannah. It's like, Hey, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you in my backyard? Like, how about we start with that? Just common courtesy. It's really upset me. I'm sorry. But, like, you can't do this shit. And then she goes and gets coffee with this dude. There's zero chance of going to get coffee with him. Just zero. I'm not going anywhere with you, bud. Go go take your fucking fake-ass badge. Get out of here. For the story's sake, he should have not been a cop. It would have made things actually better. But Yeah, it would have been better if he was was Charlie. If he was, like, him and he was in with the family but like couldn't be clear on who he was because he didn't want her to find out yeah uh that would have been also this grady character like wears a backwards hat and like a, a bomber jacket or something and he's an, a u.s marshal I- i'm just so confused by that he's like who's the guy from the matrix that's in the fugitive movies I was just going to say, quote, the, uh, the Fugitive. Yeah, I mean, the only U.S. Marshals I know are from Fugitive and the, the movie. Yeah, you know? which also I do appreciate that that was referenced in the book. Like, hey, the only U.S. Marshals I know are like from The Fugitive, which is a phenomenal movie. Oh, did movie. they? I didn't yeah. realize that. All right, great yeah. reference, great reference. Phenomenal movie and a really good sequel considering how good the yeah, movie was. Yeah, it was. Really good. Yeah. Joe, Joe Pantaleono, the guy from The Matrix who turns on them. Whatever. 
the point is he seems like the kind of guy who would like wear a backwards hat and a varsity jacket and walk around to be U.S. Marshal, which is this guy was like, hey, get the fuck off my porch. And if I saw someone like that, I'd assume I was just getting served papers. Like if someone was like yeah, right, summonsing right, right. me to yeah. court. And you'd still be pissed at that person. I also. definitely so wouldn't be like, way. I'll get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so stock down on that. Fuck, fuck surprise entrances. Stock down for me, besides literally everything. <laughs> I'm going to go with trusting your significant other. There was red flags all over the place, all over the place. And the fact that she was so blown away by the fact that he had a past besides the one that he had told her about. It was so shocking to me how shocking it was to her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, explain, please. So they're married, right? Mm-hmm. He has no family to speak of. No family whatsoever at all. Nobody. Okay? Not not absurd, but definitely questionable. No friends? Hmm. No friends from his past. He's got friends from since you guys have met, really, but no friends from his past. Mm-hmm. Makes Zero sense. Well, he did. He did just move there, right? Or he's moved. No reference there, right? to friend. No, like, hey, this guy's coming to visit. We should go here. We're married. Like, we're going to visit mm-hmm. my friends. And then, probably most importantly, Bailey's mom's family is just non-existent. Wouldn't her, even though mm. her mom's dead, wouldn't her family Good like want to see her? Yeah. Like holidays and stuff. It's like, okay, Bailey's going to go to her grandparents on her mom's side for these holidays. You know, just to hang out. Nope. At no point been concerned that you've never seen or heard from anyone from 10 years ago, like 10 years or more in his life. It never rung a bell. And then every time like these things come up for her, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I never thought about that. Or they just do these like smash cuts to like in the book to two years ago. And it be a situation where someone came to him and said something weird and she would not find that to be odd. I mean, put two and two together here, Hannah. It doesn't take a genius to just be confused that his past doesn't come together in the way that he's, you know, said it to you. I I will say Owen did a great job with the, the whole I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, sounding very, very similar to Austin. Mm. If you've seen uh, road Road trip. trip, Yep. Austin, Boston. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Austin Boston. I I was at certain times because I was listening to it. I was like, "Wait, what did you just say? Is she from? Is he from Boston or Austin?" And I was like, "Oh, Owen, smart. Yeah, that's a that's an easy out right there." No, I've always been saying Austin. <laughs> I didn't say Boston. What are you talking about? But she could have asked yeah. him. You know, she could have asked him very specifically. He went to Newton. She'd be like, "Did you go to Newton North or Newton Newton South?" Well, people aren't going to know. Oh, that. oh you know, she got to. Yeah, I guess that's how you run away. This yeah, book right. would work in a non-technology age. But if you think some woman is meeting a guy and not Googling his name or anything along those lines, you're crazy. Plus, everyone has social media. Even if he didn't have social media, there's still some sort of a paper trail. And if you didn't find one, that would raise red flags immediately. Well, she's also a recluse also herself, right? She doesn't have much family. So she was just probably willing to accept it. She's just ready to, oh, this guy is just like me, you know? Yeah, it would just, the fact that he would never see a friend or a family member would be very odd to me. And also that's 
something in someone else that you're attracted to, at least for me, it's a total deal breaker if they don't have friends. Like what? You just like one of those people that doesn't have any friends? That's confusing and see you later because I don't trust those people. Fair enough. Uh, stock down. Yeah, that. <laughs> I I also had trust as stock down. So Ooh. we're on the same oh, page. We here. trust each other. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> the one, a couple of you missed though. One is that she continuously was like, I don't know if I should trust this person. And then would do something that would completely ruin her life. If she didn't trust the person, for instance, she tells Grady that she's hiding 600 K plus in cash in her cabinet. The next, the literally the next sentence is, I'm not sure if I should trust this guy. You just implemented yourself in implicated. a literally implicated. What did I say? Implemented. Implicated herself in literally a, if that money's not not clean, then. Yeah, federal crime for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're going to prison if you're hiding 600. And nobody just holds around cash for no reason, right? Like there's something sketchy going on. So just doing that alone. And then you say you don't trust, you don't trust the guy. I'm like, why the fuck did you tell him about the cash then? And also the lawyer, her ex-husband, who she probably just should have stayed with, tells her to, to move the cash because that's literally would, the only thing that would send her to prison. And she's like, nah, I'll just keep it there. She doesn't do, doesn't do anything after he, that's the one thing she told her to do. So trusting the wrong people and then... Wouldn't the FBI, sorry to interrupt you, wouldn't the FBI on your rant, which is ranting, I, I hope people, <laughs> I, I feel bad for listeners here. It's like, I don't want to hear these two people rant, but I'm sorry. But I, I'm sorry for Laura Dave. I'm sorry that this is happening. It's not our fault. We try to listen and read books that everyone enjoys and sometimes we don't have hits we, and we're going to tell you how we, we feel do, to be fair we rant and shit on our books we like as well so it's not we're equal opportunity employers <laughs> we're equal here. opportunity ranters but yeah the wouldn't the fbi have a search warrant for their houseboat to get his hard drives and stuff like that and it would probably involve them being able to search the premises like i don't know i've seen a couple movies in my day the first thing i would do would be a I wouldn't touch and count the money with my hands so that you'd have fingerprints all over it but I understand how you could do that in a moment of stress yeah but then I would one million percent give that money to my best friend or whatever and say hey can you hold on I know this is super sketchy but I don't know what's happening right now and this can't be in my house right yeah I live in a houseboat there's four rooms it's under the sink fucking hide it (laughs) All of this shit would go down before it got released to the public. They'd already be arresting or investigating people. All this shit. It wouldn't be like the media leaked it and then all of a sudden an investigation starts. You know, it wouldn't, that wouldn't work like that. So they'd already have gone through all these people's houses by then before it even yeah, like, became Warrants would have came down. I understand yeah. that he might have right. gotten away quicker, but because of the, the, you know, he knew the leak, but his house would have been searched. She would have those FBI agents would have and they do I don't know I don't know how the FBI works but I feel like they would have had probable cause or whatever it is to get a warrant from a judge to say I can search this guy's house because you want to get all of his files before he deletes them it's crazy yeah what else you got <laughs> I had trade deadline mistakes stocked down oh, <laughs> just because baseball oh. season's around here I mean here's the trade that essentially he he makes or as bailey i guess would make is are you willing to either never see your dad again but live your normal life quote unquote in your hometown with your stepmom or just move again with your dad and be with your dad instead of being with some random stepmom 
And then uh, I guess the 600K throws a, a variable into there, but whatever. But like, why would, I don't understand how protecting her would be making her start a whole new life with a random fucking person that she doesn't like. How is that, how is that a good trade for her? That doesn't make any sense to me. I will say as a product of divorce and someone that has a stepmom and a father, I would probably just be like, hey, let's just stay together. Like whatever, you know, work in a machine shop. I'd like everyone to be together. It's not nothing against the stepmom. It's just like, uh, you know, uh, I just, I'd rather it be, you know, us be together than have some money and you advance your career. But <laughs> I guess there's more important <laughs> things in life. <laughs> Listen, D-Man, this is under my hates, but. <laughs> no, save it, save it, save it. Cause okay. save it. Cause I got hates. I got hates. I got hate for days. This is the Chappelle show haters ball coming up. All right. So, if you didn't like the rants in the first half, get ready for the next. Let's pick a character. I mean, there's lovable characters, not, and there's hateable characters, many. But who did you uh, at least get some sort of relationship with in this book? I think this one is the easiest, easiest pick I've ever had. The best character of this book is Owen, for for sure. First, they describe him as Owen Wilson. Blonde hair, goofy, just living life, good-looking dude. Great. We love that. And he's just the smartest person in the book because he abandons Bailey, who is the absolute worst person in any book I've ever read. So he gets rid of Bailey, gets to start a whole new life. That's a win-win for everyone, right? That's just a great move by him. And just to, to go into Bailey a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to make light of abandoning children. That's an Uno reverse card at, like that you read about. The whole thing is how much he loves Bailey, but really he just hates her and she thinks oh, she's a total her. bitch. Absolutely hates her. <laughs> Bailey is literally, and this is more of a negative, but Bailey's just mean to literally every single person, talks down to everyone, shits all over Hannah for no reason for like two years, and then runs away in the like most pivotal point of the book for no reason. Zero reason. Just can't take uh, it. Just leaves. Just yeah, leaves. Yeah. No big deal. No reason. So again, it's an ultimately smart move by Owen. Gets rid of his parenting responsibilities. Doesn't have to fucking raise that nightmare anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was just a great job. A couple more things about Owen, which are great, is that he says his biggest strength as a person is that he'd do anything for his daughter. Except I obviously quit his job, which would that's running a scam, which he's going to get caught for. Or, you know, not just you know, lay low a little bit. But yeah, everything else he would do for his daughter. Uh, I'm having self- such a tough else. time responding because I have it later and <laughs> I, I don't want to get into it too early. I don't want to pop the chair. <laughs> All right, one more thing is that Owen is this really, really smart mathematician that works hard, which, which we'd love to see. Good job. The thing is, though, yeah, the thing is, though, that he writes code initially for a lawyer that's untraceable or something like that. I couldn't really understand what was going on, which and I don't think you can turn over communications between uh, lawyers and your client to the government. But nope. What do I know about nope, that shit? That doesn't make any sense you to definitely me. definitely can't. Although if they were involved in illegal activity, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I do know a couple things. And I, the one thing I know is if they are involved in illegal activity, you know, you could, they could get that information. So if he was actually like passing notes that were, you know, for hits and stuff like that, I don't even know why they'd write it down. Like a a good lawyer, if this guy's the best lawyer, it it wouldn't be something, okay, let us track all the notes that are sent between these people. Unless he was trying to create like some sort of backup in case the, the mafia turned on him, he would have some information. 
but it didn't seem like that was the case. He was just like, all right, this is proper way to take notes. So I'm just going to encrypt it. And then, then the last thing is they talk about how he's a mathematician and he wanted to choose a job that was slightly different than math. Although they just talk about there how he's a coder that creates code that makes it hard to track people or track messages. And then he joins a company, a social media company that he codes for that makes it hard to track messages. Like, how are they not connecting the dots here? There's no, they're exactly the same job. Plus, what happens when this company actually gets IPO'd and then... Right, then they release all the people's names? (laughs) Well, it's not his name, but at the same time, it's one of those things like, if it's a company, you're going to have a face on a website. Isn't that the point? Right, especially if he's that important, yeah. He's the number one, he's the head coder or whatever. Like, isn't right. that he could have quit it at any time? Yeah, it doesn't we're gonna make get into any that. sense. Okay, so you like Owen, even though just for basically just for leaving <laughs> Bailey because she's miserable. Yeah, okay, Bailey, when uh, she finds out that her whole life is a lie, she's like, So my birthday isn't even right? <laughs> my birthday, your dad's missing. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? My birthday isn't even right. God, all right, sorry. I'm a Scorpio, I'm not a Libra. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's my moon sign? <laughs> my favorite character was fuck this book. Let's get into love hate. <laughs> you didn't have a favorite character. No, I thought my favorite character was really like Hannah's friend who seemed like the most normal of yeah, all the people. I had thought for sure she was going to be turned out to be involved in you it. You know, a du- double yeah, agent. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the only reason this person exists is to be a double agent. I'm like, here we go. And then now she just. Nope. A, they a couldn't even person. do the normal trope. They, they couldn't even yeah, get right. there. Yeah, right. I wanted... Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'll at least allow that. But no. Uh, what'd you love about this book? Let's get through this quickly. Clocking someone? I think that's a cool way to say observed. She says clocking someone a bunch. What? I didn't, I didn't notice that one time. Oh, really? Okay. It would be like... He quickly looked over at the, the painting and I clocked that. I saw that. I noted that huh. type thing. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I, like, I like the more colloquial form of clocking, which is punching somebody in the face. Oh, Okay, and I like the word clickwheel. I don't, I don't know how to say that. But. <laughs> what I loved was the ending, and not just because this fucking book was over with, but because... When the, the airplane blows up? <laughs> yeah, not because the airplane <laughs> didn't blow up, unfortunately. But mostly because I think literally the last line is Bailey calling her mom, which I yeah. threw the book at the wall and was like, oh my God. God, like I laughed out loud for a good two minutes. It was like, wow, wow, we've gone this far. You know, we've really got it down. We boiled it down to this level of bullshit where she goes, okay, mom. Oh, oh my God. It's like, shut the fuck up. You wouldn't call her mom. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just, just end it. End this whole thing. How dare you? That's how you end your novel. You end your novel with the stepdaughter calling her stepmom mom. Come on. Be more of a fucking Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> well, Hannah's whole existence is to please Bailey, which makes her an awful character. And then Bailey's an awful person. So they're like, there. you have two people that are terrible. That's your whole book is foundations on. It's like, yeah. how do you like these? Like, it's true. You know? like that's, Han- even if it was an amazing story, you'd still hate yeah. those characters. And I right? totally get there's as someone who has a stepmother has a sister you know there is a tough relationship between those people i understand that you know but 
the point is, if someone's just an asshole to you over and over again, <laughs> yeah. you don't just sit there and like keep trying to please them and be like, right, oh, right, I, right. I'm doing my best. I totally understand her feelings. It's like, why do you? Like, she's just being rude and mean. Like, yeah. it's different when you have those those that tough relationship, but just to be outright rude and the dad kind of like pat her on the arm and be like, one day it'll be fine. Fuck him. Fuck her. Like, No. You treat people with respect. It's as simple as that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We went to dinner. It's like, oh, we're going to go to this play in the park. And she's like, oh, do I have to? It's like, A, you love plays. She's obviously doing this for you. Totally get it. No big deal. Like, I get how that could be unfortunate. And she's like, no, you go with your dad. It's fine. Next time. Next time. And she's like, then me and Bailey really connected when she thought, <laughs> knew I was saying next time. It's like, no, she was happy she walked all over you. What? Yeah. You're a your sidewalk. You're cobblestones. <laughs> and I could also see being like, listen, I'm not gonna ruffle feathers here on with this Bailey girl. Like obviously I want to develop a relationship, but when she starts being rude to other random people, that's where I draw the line. You know, stop being a fucking bitch. Like seriously, I don't care if you shit on me, but don't don't do it to other people. You're just raising a bad human. You're being mean to waiters and Bible people? Like, no. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. That's not gonna check for me. I do have a thing for people that are rude to service people. I fucking hate it. You know, that's a big no I've never no-no. seen that before. I haven't really seen it myself. I've seen someone snap at, at a waiter and that bothered me. And I was like, yo, like, let's never do that again. You know? Yeah. That's, but You don't want to be in that group. But if it was happens. a child that was being rude to someone who's legitimately just serving them. Owen, who are you raising here? This is this daughter that you're going to protect. No wonder you're not actually protecting her because good God. All right. Yeah, I, I just never understood why. It, once Owen, I find out Owen has just been lying to me this whole time. I say, I give up the, the deuces to Bailey and say, see you later. Oh, yeah, one out. million Gone. percent. See ya. <laughs> I'm Audi <outie> five. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with everything. Peace. You should have been nicer to me earlier. <laughs> Uh, what did you have for hate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me let me try to make this as succinct as yeah, possible. Try manufacturing drama. That is literally the underline underline thing of this. From the ambiguous notes, for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's no coded message in there. There's there's no reason he couldn't write a long note. There's zero reason. Yep. I, I didn't like the ambiguous notes in not Angels and Demons, but the other movie. Da Vinci Code. But at least there was some. You know, story behind it, right? Sure. There's reason to be it. Whatever. But why? The fake cheating husband, she's like, oh, we invested all our money there. There's no reason for that story. Yep. Just none. Nope. Zero. No reason. The chapel discussion being 100 pages about having to convince someone. Give them the list. That was such a long seg. No drama at all. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Just either tell them or don't. I don't care. Like, asking a professor... Or like tracking down or asking a question to a professor from a public university being Ocean's Eleven. What are we doing here? <laughs> Why is this Ocean's Eleven? That you just, you can go to you can sit in on any class at a public university, or you could get the attention of a teacher. He's not going to be an asshole for no reason. It doesn't make any sense why he was preventing them and creating drama. Zero sense. Zero yep. sense. Entering Nicholas's house after she's been driven there, being like, "I guess I got to enter here," and her having this mm-hmm. you know, like interim dialogue about. Whether she's enter, you've already been there. You were in the what, car what for doing? an hour trying to figure this one out. Why are we having this discussion? Uh, I think I have a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going down the list. They literally have the names that could be Owen. They have a full list, and then Bailey's like, "No, 
I need to go to this bar right this instant because I remember it from some fucking memory that I had from 10 years ago. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they leave instead of checking the list. It would take 30 minutes to find the name that they need. So they don't even need to go to the bar. But instead, they don't do that. Only for Bailey not to go into the bar. She forces them to leave the library from checking this stuff. And then Bailey doesn't even go in the bar, which doesn't make any sense. Why? What? Protect her. Why, David? her. Protect Why, her. David? Am I raising my voice? I can't even tell. I'm, I'm... I think you're going to lose your voice. <laughs> and then breaking your phone. At that point, I just, I literally looked around like I was being punked. Why are you breaking your phone? What? No. I don't get it. It didn't make any sense. She's like, they're tracking me. It's like, where do you think they're tracking you to? The same place you are now. Why are you breaking yeah. your phone now? <laughs> I have a bunch more, but I'm going to let you sit it. Well, that was that was a rant of a lifetime. I'm just glad I'm here for it. That was the best reason for me to read this book. So thank you, <laughs> really. Uh, my number one hate is, well, this is obvious, but Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pub... That's the clip. That's the clip. The right publisher there. must have offered her a bag to put this book on her list. Must have offered her a bag. I don't understand how this, the, the publisher Reese Witherspoon book club works, but it a hundred percent has to have some greenbacks behind it. She sold out worse than Purdue Pharma does with, <laughs> with, with like a small rate Floridian pharmacist or something, you know, this is her version of selling Oxycontin to the kids because Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this took years off my life and all because she put her stamp of approval on it. I can assure you Reese Witherspoon, a wonderful actress, <laughs> a very smart and beautiful woman, loving mother did not read this piece of shit book because if she had, she would not have put it on us. But some publicist out there said, hey, this is we're going to get 15K for you to just put your stamp on it. She's like, yeah, fuck it. Put the stamp on it. This is a horrible book. And if it wasn't for Reese Witherspoon, neither of us and thousands of other people out there wouldn't have had to read and waste their time on this book. I feel sorry for you, but I understand. That's as simple as that. Just kidding. Reese, I love all your work. I just, this was, you know, this was my first dip into your book club books and it will be my last because of how poor this decision mm, was. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what else did you have for hate? How does the Nicholas family know that Owen is missing? Uh, the whole reason he ran away is to prevent them from finding out that he's missing. And then. Oh, I didn't catch that. They were like, oh, your husband's missing. Yeah. Also, once you're going to trust Bailey's grandparents and do that meeting, why don't you just give the kid over to them? You don't, you're not, it's not your kid. It's, they're related to her. Like, let them deal with her, right? Like, you've already yeah, determined that you but trust Owen, them. But Owen wants you to, you to be. Owen never fucking came back and reunited with her. He doesn't see her for the next, like, 30 years, they say. Like, so what the, who the fuck cares? Why would she want to form a relationship with her grandfather, who she knew was the reason why she couldn't see her dad? It's like, oh, your grandfather's keeping you from seeing your dad, and he's going to murder him if he sees him. Oh, hey, Grandpa. Like, we're cool. Let's <laughs> let's grab a snow cone. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good it, point. It, it, but still, but why is this Hannah's responsibility? I feel like I we're in this it. book where we're just saying questions. Did you notice how this book was just, like, all in Hannah's head? just asking questions to herself. Why yeah. is, I have actually, 
Let me pull this up. I have a, a quote here from the book, a paragraph that I think sums up the book pretty well. How am I here again on the phone with Jake? How is Jake the one who is helping me? When we ended our relationship, Jake said I'd always felt absent to him. I didn't argue with him. I couldn't because I was a little absent. It had felt like something was missing with Jake, the very thing I thought had happened with Owen. But if Jake is correct about Owen, then Owen and I don't have what I thought we did. Maybe we didn't have anything close to it at all. That It's verbal diarrhea. Absolute verbal <laughs> diarrhea. That paragraph, A, makes no sense. I think it's a shame for women that this is how she thinks women think because yikes. Just yikes. How, how do you know what they think? I, I don't. And I watch the Mel Gibson movie all the time. Just to see, just just to see if I can learn I anything does. from I it. Yeah, I don't. But I would hope that no one thinks like this. Woman, man, turtle, fucking placebium. What is the little tiny creatures that are one cells? Whatever those Sperm? are. No, but yes, those are one cells. But are they one cells? I think so. But whatever the the thing is. Plankton, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yikes. It was just like that over 300 pages. So uh, another thing I hated here was, I'll get to it. Owen. I didn't like Owen. Like you said. My favorite character. Like you said, if his daughter is is his world and he would do anything for her, then why did he do the things he did? Why take the whole high profile job? You know, mm-hmm. eventually it's going to come out. Why marry a woman who's high profile in her own line of work? There's connections there. Nothing made sense. Become a sheet metal fabricator in Iowa and just live your life with your daughter and be very happy. It's as simple as that. Shameful. Also, 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 he grilled Hannah on their second date about the guys she's been with in the past. Talk about red flags. That's so creepy. Oh, oh, who are the guys you've been with? How many guys have you been with? How were they? What? If that's not creepy enough, he told his 16-year-old daughter to use an encrypted app when she sends nudes. That's fucking no, no, no. gross. Sexy talk, not nudes. Come on, man. What do you think sexy talk is? A picture's worth a thousand words. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I don't have a kid, so I was like, I don't know if people are doing that, but that is... That's weird to yeah. be 100%. It's like, oh, hey, you know what? Don't ever send a nude to somebody. All right. Don't ever have sexy talk. You're 16, for Christ's sake. It was a nice pu- uh, plug for a signal. Is that a real brand? I think it is. Let me oh, see. Okay. Well, also, I'll get to my next hate while you're looking that up. The logic of the whole thing. I mean, we've kind of discussed this, but the mafia doesn't fuck with families. So why do you, Hannah? Why, like, why does Hannah need to broker a deal for her and Bailey's safety? They're not after her and Bailey. They're after Owen. They're not going to yep. kill them. So why broker a deal? It's like okay, the end of this deal is me and Han- me and Bailey are safe. It's like, you would have been safe anyways. Makes no sense. Also, the, when they're looking for this wedding, this this wedding that's going to lead them on this quest, this national treasure, Da Vinci Code type wedding they've been searching for, they keep saying, oh no, it couldn't have been tw- 2007. Why? Because Bailey would have been too young to remember. Okay, so what year was it? 2008. How do you <laughs> how do you know the memory of a child between a year? And then Hannah says it, and I was like, okay, that was stupid. And then Bailey says it after. She's like, no, it couldn't have been 2007 because I couldn't have remembered then. It's like, wh- 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 
that's not how memory works. It's not like one year it's on and one year it's off. It's like at the age of 10, you now remember everything. But nine, no, definitely not. Yeah. It's yeah. so stupid. That's all I had for hate. And I think I've got, I've got it out. I think I got it out. <laughs> I had one lingering question. What was Owen's plan if he didn't get married and wasn't able to pawn Bailey off on Hannah? And why didn't he just revert to that plan mm. once this happened? Yeah. Well, I, what was his I, plan? I think you put her in a bag and throw her in a river. Right? <laughs> no, I think. I mean, yeah, he didn't want her. That's. A, I think we found the real story of this book. Is Owen fucking hated Bailey, realized he was a garbage human, probably caused the scam to happen at this company so that he could have an excuse. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh my god, what a good guy. So he comes off smelling like roses somehow, and then he doesn't have to deal with Bailey. Great. Yeah. Win win win. What's win, Owen win, doing right now on the lamb? You know what's good what's question. his life on the lamb? He's probably having the best time of his life. Uh, let's get to listener mail. What do you got? You've got mail. Oh, thank you, all listeners. And hey, I really do. I apologize for this episode. It's cathartic. I get it. Uh, <laughs> if if you didn't enjoy it, I totally get that too. You know, it's just two guys being angry. So thanks to all listeners for for asking questions and calling in. All right, this one's from Ellie from San Diego. <laughs> Great name. Um, Give me your number. Yeah. Per usual, the kids suck. Uh, I think we yeah. we might have to talk about that a little <laughs> we bit. We gathered. I don't know. If, I don't know if we touched on that yet. Where is the murder? How can someone <laughs> claim this is a thriller? Wow, this sounds kind of like me. Yeah, this is a thriller. Or, it's, or a summer read when there isn't some kind of violent death. Great question. Great. question. Great. I have actually read a lot of, uh, I would say, summer books in this vein. So, like, Then She Was Gone was, uh, was very popular. The Guest List. Hunting Party. We read The Hunting Party. Hunting Party. I've read a few other ones yeah. that, are, that are female-centric. Oh, Girl on the Train, I really, really liked with mystery and thriller and there's always some sort of you know dark yeah. shit going the on. fact that this book is a quote-unquote mystery thriller a complete abomination to all mysteries <laughs> and thrillers out there there's literally no mystery and if there's no mystery there's even less of a thriller i was so unthrilled reading this book that i was watching the olympics at the same time and I was watching a 1,500-meter run and being 10 times more enthralled than reading this book. I had to put, put the book down to finish watching a 1,500-meter run. So if you're asking where the summer beach read comes in to this particular book, it has to be a summer Olympic, and it has to be the most boring sport. It has to be fencing. It has to be the 8,000-meter Whatever you need to have the most boring thing on in the background, it makes reading this book makes that event that much better. So how this is a summer beach read has to be an Olympic. Watch some boring sports. The Olympics will become the most interesting part of your day. Right before we did this, he said, I don't want to trash it too much. <laughs> and here we are. And here we you got, are. You got my blood up. You got my fucking blood up. It's your fault. You started with that like. 20 minute rant whatever that was but it was so good and i just got angry. i do <laughs> i do these rants for all books i don't even like though so usually keep it tempered so, i know if right, it affected like, me rather. you know it really sucked yeah yeah <laughs> truthfully my goal throughout this whole podcast is to ensure that no one reads this book no one i told a friend i said my goal in life after reading this book is gonna be to quit my job <laughs> 
and to go to every <laughs> single library and bookstore and take all of these copies off the shelf and steal Kids, them. Kids, book burning? <laughs> and steal he's, them. He's supporting book yes, burning. Yes, I am supporting book burning for this particular book. Uh, yeah, we can cast the movie. Uh, so Reese Witherspoon is co-producing a movie for Apple TV starring Julia Roberts. Laura Dave is writing the screenplay, boo, with the assist from her husband, Josh Singer, who actually won an Academy Award for writing Spotlight, which is a phenomenal movie. So this movie, who uh, who do you like in it? Owen Owen Wilson. <laughs> so <laughs> I just keep on saying Owen Wilson. So Hannah Reese Witherspoon. So I'm I'm uh, I'm making no, her Roberts suffer the is fate starring of in it. no. <laughs> I'm making her suffer the fate of playing Hannah because she made us read this, so she's playing it. The only character I have is Bailey. What do you got? The eldest daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire. Because it's pretty oh, much the same her. character. <laughs> what? You don't remember her? No, oh my god, you should watch Mrs. Doubtfire and you'll be like, oh, I get it. I know who Bailey is. <laughs> I had the daughter from Californication. Oh, oh, oh. She's the worst. Actually, no, that's not (laughs) who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the daughter from the guy from Band of Brothers. It's got Claire Danes in it. Homeland. Homeland. Yes, the daughter from Homeland. Uh, Would you recommend this book? I can't believe we talked this long (laughs) about this book. I'm so sorry. Not cracking the top 10 for me. This This is a pass for me, unfortunately. Yeah, this is a hard pass. Uh, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's definitely the worst book we've read on the pod, and I'm sorry. I hope no one listened to the last five minutes last week when we told you we were going to listen to this one because I, I feel bad. You know, we won't do this again. I promise you, we will not. You know, you live and you learn. Well, be better. We'll be better. But let's get to more positive notes. We're going to stick with a mystery thriller, but we're going to stick with something that's good. Let's get back to Jerry Rice. All right. I don't need Ogletree in here or whoever some random wide receiver is. What do you got? What do we got for next time? And then there are none by Agatha, Agatha Christie. It's about a bunch of people that go like somewhere. And I didn't want to read too much because I don't like that, you know? So, but like people die one after one. And again, listeners, thanks for tagging along. If you read the book, I really hope this was a cathartic experience for you as well as it was for us. If you have any notes on this book, Please let us know. We will definitely talk back to you, but we're probably going to try to close this chapter of our lives. (laughs) Until next time. time. Great talk to you. Take care.